Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. It's been a long time, Scientist Trevor. It sure has, Scientist Johnny. But luckily for us, I think we've dodged a bullet, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) All those creditors banging at our door. We had to go into hiding. What choice did we have? We had to fake our deaths. Yeah. I mean, we had to make it believable and give it just enough time that we stopped getting calls from all these angry companies like the Howe Corporation giving us a hard time about that hair fortress. Yes, I mean, that's ridiculous. Get over it. And all those people in the cities that were destroyed by the giant Yeah. We got sued so many times. What choice did we have? Yes. But to go and fake our deaths in an amazing, incredible way and go into hiding. But it's all been worth it because we've been amassing our entire fortune here sitting on it. Speaking of which, I'm glad you said said that, Scientist Trevor. I've taken all of our money, all of our savings, and pulled it into one thing. And on top of that, you're going to love this idea, right? Mm-hmm. On top of that, I put it all in one giant vault. You see that giant vault over there? The one that's marked Money Swimming Pool? Yeah, that's awesome. exactly it. Which, I guess you see what I'm thinking here. Let's go dive into our money. Oh, let's dive into the money. It's going to be a nice soft landing on all of those crisp $100 bills. Oh, yeah. oh no, I'm, I changed it all into coins and stuff. Uh, okay, that's fine. Still. Okay, yeah. All right, so I'm going to climb up right here. Actually, it's a giant diving board. We can jump in at the same time. Sweet. Yeah. Our entire life savings blow. Yep, let's do it. All right, uh, scientist Trevor, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Now, here we go. Let's jump. This is all we've worked for. <laughs> we'll take this credit. Let's do it on three. All right, one, one two, three. Boom! My legs over there. Oh, why did I think of this idea? Oh, there's no money in here. Oh, it's just a hard floor. I forgot to tell you, we're broke. Oh. They took our money anyway. Oh. How are we going to afford the hospital bill now? We can't. We can't. I'm just going to hit the play button on this podcast instead. You know what podcast that is? Retro Blist. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Bliss. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. You'll be glad that you did, or you'll be sorry that you tried this. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, I'm going to be right. Right. Hey, <laughs> yeah. we're your weekly uh-huh. game by game retro gaming podcast. That's us. Play a different retro game every week, and That's right. uh, tell you how it holds up. So, what Trevor's trying to say is. Uh, every week, we play a new game, and then we tell you about that new game. Yep. And then the week after that, we do it again, and again, 
and again and again and again. So if you're listening, again. you probably found us on iTunes or Stitcher, or maybe you went to the website at bicbp-radio.com. Or maybe you're standing right outside Trevor's door. And just listening live. Yeah. Either way, we hope you enjoy. We hope you head to iTunes to leave us a five-star review. We hope you head to our Patreon. and uh, We have a lot of hope. If you think we're worth anything, throw us a <laughs> dollar or two. And hey, our, our current Patreons probably noticed I put up the poll today. Actually, it's a week ago when you hear this, just about. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you can vote on any game you want us to cover. And in the month of February, our Patreons will get to pick what game we cover. Speaking of which, Trevor. Yeah. That sounds really familiar, as in the game we played today. today yeah. Was... Uh, Patreon pick. That's right. And what game was it? DuckTales. Woohoo! That's Our right. Patreons almost unanimously. Unanimously? I like that word. Unanimously. Yep. Voted for DuckTales. Unanimously. I, I don't know. They didn't have to vote for the same game. They could vote for any game in the world. Yep. But four out of five Said of the voters voted for DuckTales. So that's what we're playing yeah. today. DuckTales got picked for some reason. The odds were in its favor. And yes. that's the game we played. Trevor, DuckTales. When I say DuckTales, obviously, uh, we're of age of when we were growing up. DuckTales. We're, we're of age. <laughs> we're of age. Ladies. So, <laughs> of that, when DuckTales uh, was on TV, uh, it was pretty prominent in my childhood. I watched it quite a bit. You ready to be disappointed? Uh-huh. You never watched it. <laughs> I think I caught a few episodes here and there. Yep. I'm probably the only person who's live who's 30 in his 30s and only barely <laughs> watched an episode or two of DuckTales. I don't know. I just, I remember the theme song because it's amazing. Yeah. It's probably to me second only to Ninja Turtles. And that's just, as far as the theme song. Yeah. Like just sticking in my head. But I don't remember a lot about the show. I'm lame. I'm sorry. But what do you remember about it? Oh man, I've seen, I guarantee I've at least seen every episode at least once. Yeah. I used to watch this every afternoon when I got home from school. Uh, I would watch uh, Scrooge McDuck and his nephews go on all these adventures with Launchpad. And uh, Gizmo Duck was one of my favorites when he started showing up. He was really cool. Uh, and then, of course, this is what spun off my other one of my other favorite cartoons as a kid, Darkwing Duck. So mm-hmm. I am very grateful for DuckTales. One of the greatest cartoons of our generation, if you ask me. Well. Based on a comic book. or I don't know if you knew that or not. I did. I think I just heard that today. Well, you're welcome. I knew that anyway. Because well. I'm a nerd. Nerd. So, there's a lot of cats in the bags and elephants in the rooms, as we like to say. I'm looking around and seeing none of those. Not only, I, I'm, I know I'm, I'm a disappointment to most people. Uh-huh. And I gotta be a disappointment again. I pretty much missed out on this game growing up. I don't think I ever played it until just a few years ago for the first time. Which, which is, is cr- insane. Which is really wild on top of that because... Here's another behind the scenes of me and you growing up. One of our favorite games to play when I would come over was another Capcom Disney game mm-hmm. that we're going to cover at some point oh, for the yeah. show because we have to. And that was, of course, the Chippendale games. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Yep. I love those games, especially the one that we played. Which one did you have? I. It's funny because we rented one constantly, and the other one yeah. we actually had. Okay, so we played two. Currently, I have the original. Okay. But I know the second one is stupid expensive. Yeah. So. And we're just stupid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway. Anyways, we're not talking about that game. No, we're not. But it is wild that I don't have any... But this is only one player. And what it probably is, 
we probably were going to rent it maybe or something. Then we realized it was only one player, so we just kept picking Chippendale instead. <laughs> yeah, because Chippendale is two player at the same time. And with me and my brother, yeah. that decided our, what games we rented. Oh, usually. yeah. Well, I mean, so, it just makes sense. But yeah. it is still kind of crazy that we never even played these games as kids. So you didn't play it either growing up? I knew of its existence. I always wanted to rent it. I remember the few times that I was going to rent it, it was out, so I didn't get to. I mean, I'm the kid who owned games like Felix the Cat and Res- uh, Panic Restaurant, yet never played Yeah. One of the most popular NES games, DuckTales. I was going. I remember one time I was going to rent it, and it was out, so I had to rent Bill Elliott's Racing NASCAR Racing instead. Basically the same game, and I'll never forgive DuckTales for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is such a blind spot for us. Um, we played a lot of games, but it depended what we were able to get our hands on. Yeah, and what very limited selection. One of the, the convenience. We didn't truly have a rental store. We went to often it was a convenience store that happened to also rent Nintendo games. Um, like a gas station. <laughs> so it just depends on what they had. Yeah. Maybe they never had this game. All in one shop right there. Yeah. Well, that does not mean we, uh, we're we going to be harsh on it or we're going to love it. Who yeah. knows? It don't mean anything. It just means yeah. boring memory segment. Now, I have played this game before today, though, many times because uh, not too long ago, I say about a year ago or so, mm-hmm. Xbox Live, and I'm assuming PS, the PlayStation Store did this too, yeah. uh, re-released the Capcom Disney Collection. Mm-hmm. So it's all in HD and all that stuff, but it included uh, both DuckTales games, both Chippendale games, and Darkwing Duck, and I think Tailspin. Included all those in it, uh, but it's all HD'd out, and it looks beautiful, uh, it sounds amazing, but also has save states. So I've beaten this game. Now, that if you ask me today to score that game uh, on the Xbox Live version... I would give it probably a 9 out of 10 easily. So let's see what I would give the original version of it. Are you talking about the straight up HD remaster or the one that's like a totally like revamped of the game? It's just an HD remaster okay. of this game, but it has save states. Because I know they it. actually did remake it, and it was called was it called DuckTales Remastered? No, oh, I had that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I, played, I So I guess I, I played both, I guess okay. technically, yeah. Well, so it's actually kind of cool that we're going to be able to cover... Such a classic, well-known game without the nostalgia glasses. So, we're going to give it to you straight, I guess. <laughs> Unlike usual when we're full of garbage. Yeah. But today, we're we're not. We're all clean. So, let's see. We usually have three categories. Graphics, music, gameplay. Yep. Where do you want... Should we just start with the gameplay so we can talk about what it's about and everything? I had graphics first. Graphics. But, I, but I'll go either way. I don't care. Let's get into graphics. Okay. Graphics. Let's get into it. Yeah. Trevor. Uh, when this game gets going on, it's a Capcom Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Does that, does just saying that you think this game's going to look great, right? Your Capcom oh, yeah. Nintendo. Uh, does this game live up to that lineage? Well, it does. And the amazing thing that I honestly didn't realize until I started looking into it a little bit. 1989, I had no idea this game was that early. This is the first true Disney Capcom game. Uh, there was Misky, Misky. <laughs> There's Misky Malcapades. <laughs> Also known as Mickey Mousecapades, um, which came out earlier, but it wasn't actually developed by Capcom. They just published it, but it was really made by Hudson Soft. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. So this was sort of the true beginning of the Capcom Disney games. Right. And considering that, I think it looks fantastic. It does. I mean, 19, if you told me it was a 93, like a later Capcom Disney game, I'd be like, it, it looks pretty good. It looks good. Yeah, I was about to say, even for like a later Capcom game... I mean, I would assume other ones look better, and they do, but this one would still hold up. But for 1989, it's pretty yeah. awesome, honestly, yeah. yeah. I'd put it right up there with Misky Mouse. Misky Mouse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so colorful. Yeah, I agree it's, with you. 
for an 8-bit game, it really captures the cartoon well. I'll tell you this, it it holds up just as well as the HD version of it, I think. Yeah, we just played, I should mention. We played this one. This is your original cart. Which I spent 30 minutes cleaning trying to get to work today. I was getting worried we weren't going to be able to record it. Um, Yeah, we played original cart on a CRT TV, and it's just pretty and crisp and colorful. Pretty much what you'd want from a cartoon platformer. Right, yeah. Exactly. So now I think that's all we really need to say about how the game looks. Yeah. I think everybody kind of knows going in that if it's a Capcom Disney Nintendo game, it's going to look pretty dang great, and this yeah. one does. So let's do the gameplay. Okay. That's where this game will either uh, rise or fall. It's where we'll either quack up or I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't either, but I was hoping you had a direction. Nope. Okay. All right. So let's float down this river. Uh huh. And just say that it's. A platform, an action platform yeah. game built sort of on the bones of Mega Man. Because it's a, a lot of the same people made it. In a weird way, I would agree with you. Although you don't really shoot anything. You don't shoot stuff, though. But it, it has that feel to it. I mean, because Mega Man is sort of half platform or half action game. This just tilts slightly more, maybe, in the platform yeah. action. Now, I will say uh, Darkwing Duck, which we'll, uh, hopefully we'll cover at some point, uh, it's way more of a Mega Man clone than this is. Yeah. But I do understand what you're saying. There is some yeah. Mega Man bones in this game. It doesn't really feel like Mega Man, though, because right. it's 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 got its hook. Let's just talk about the hook. Yeah. The, the thing that anybody that's played this game is going to think about, and that's the pogo stick. Right. The cane. Um, you, you can, of course, walk left and right and jump like in any platform game, but you don't really have a traditional attack. Instead... If you press down and B, you start bouncing on your pogo stick, and you can kill enemies that way, and also jump to higher places, and it's really what makes this game what it is. Yeah. Um, you can chain together jumps, and you can bust up blocks to open new areas. It's it's all about this pogo action. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, just, it's, I mean, the game is set up as in, there's five areas at the beginning, but there's also a sixth area once you beat all those five. And they're in different places. Which is like Mega Man, where you yeah. can choose any of the five yeah. from the start. You can choose any of the five you want. Technically, the one or two of them you have to beat a previous one to have access yeah. to it. But it's but overall, you can kind of pick where you want yeah. to go. Uh, and you beat those, and each level has a boss. And I think you're supposed to collect items on your way. You're looking for treasure. I mean, it's, it's Scrooge McDuck. He's always out looking for treasure. So there's money, gems everywhere to collect, which raises your money total. And this is where... I was trying to really figure it out. From what I can tell, for the most part, you don't really have to collect the money. You just It does affect which ending you get. Yeah. From what I understand, if you finish the game with $10 million, which I don't know if I would ever do that, um, you get the best ending. But for the most part, what you're trying to do is just make it to the boss and they drop a treasure. And of course, you have to you know have all those treasures to get to the final level. But it's, it's pretty straightforward. The, the main thing here is you can choose the levels in any order you want to, more or less. Yeah. Um, there are... It's not completely linear, though. This isn't like um, the original Mario Brothers on that aspect. It's more like... It's mostly linear, but there's a lot of secrets, a lot of uh, forks in the road, so to speak. And a few levels maybe approach on the maze-like territory yeah, that you like to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Um, like the, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the more of the... the Transylvania. Hello, Transylvania I wrote all type. The, uh, yeah. The more spooky themed one. I think all the themes, they do a really they did a really good job with them. Yeah, I'll talk about the levels here in a second. Yeah. Uh, but like some of them, like that one, you got to go certain ways to get certain things first. 
uh, to get to other parts, and mm-hmm. it's very maze-like. Uh, you got to know where you're going. Uh, the, I, I don't know if you mm-hmm. actually played that level enough, but I think you would enjoy it because once you get to a certain part, there's mine carts. Really? Yep. And it, re- and it, it reminds you a lot of a certain a game franchise that you're in love with. Yes. You want me to say it? You can go ahead and say it. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, but I will. I will say Donkey Kong Country obviously does a much better job because uh, you know it's Donkey Kong Country, but yeah, uh, it's still pretty fun and challenging at the same time, like it is. Well, I- I'm just gonna say it since you made me bring it up. My favorite parts about this game are the parts that remind me of Donkey Kong Country. There's parts, especially with that pogo stick, and I think they might be your least favorite parts, which is funny because you mentioned they were frustrating. But where you have to have really precise platforming while you're on your pogo stick, like you might have an enemy, 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 yep. <laughs> you might have an enemy flying toward you. Yep. And you have to jump on its head and keep moving to make it across a series of jumps. That reminds me so much of why I love the Donkey Kong. Country it is. Games. It, I will say that it is frustrating, but uh, the feel of accomplishment once you do it is pretty great. That's my favorite part about yeah. the game. It really is. So, I think it does a good job with that. I think it does a good job of let's. Before you get into the levels, mm-hmm. I think it's we're kind of leaning that way. You know, we talk about how difficult this game is. There is two difficult difficulty settings: an uh, easy and normal. I think right and a hard. Oh, and a hard. Yeah, we just never. I just assume that doesn't. Why, exist. why does it yeah. matter? Yeah, <laughs> we played both normal and easy. Well, I did. I don't remember if you played both. I was just trying to finish as many levels as I can, and from what yeah. I can tell, on easy, they just the enemies hurt you less. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Uh, but it's still pretty. Difficult platformer, I think. Starting out fresh is pretty challenging. Yeah, you do you do get better at it as you go, though. Like with like Donkey Kong Country, right? Yeah. And there's some segments that I'm like, oh yeah, this doesn't intimidate me at all. I'm used to Donkey Kong Country because that game is famous for like crazy barrels and right pinpoint platforming. This game has a few moments like that, and uh, I don't know, I kind of relished that. But it's I could imagine those parts could be frustrating to people that are not into that. Um, Good save. Yeah. He was trying to look at me when he said that. My eyes are like so tired right now. <laughs> I didn't even work last night, but because of the stupid third shift, I always have to have an excuse for my yep. behavior. Uh-huh. But I just, I just kept waking up last night. I couldn't sleep. Anyways, the other thing you can do, I don't think we mentioned yet, is you can swing your cane like a golf club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is cool, but to be honest, that you, that gets used like 10% compared to 90% it's very from little. stick. Yeah. But it is still cool. But other than that, I mean, it's really straightforward. Yeah, there's some secret rooms and stuff you can mm-hmm. find, secret areas. Just like any of the platforms of that time, really, the good ones. Yeah. Uh, I think this one was made fairly well when it comes to that. But, like we were trying to allude to before, it can get pretty frustrating, even on easy. Uh, yeah, it's... Mm, I'm not trying to get in review territory, but I think there's a few times where, unlike Donkey Kong Country, I felt... <laughs> A little bit, I don't know about cheated, but a little bit like, oh, that was cheap. Like, just, like, yeah, I just got a little frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> but I get frustrated with Donkey Kong Country, too. But it's just, well, for one thing, this is a NES game. So, unsurprisingly, you pretty much have to start back at the start of level when you die. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. There are checkpoints. What's his name? The Launchpad. F- Launchpad, yeah. There's checkpoints way into the level, like two-thirds of the way through. But if you don't make it that far, you got to go back to the very beginning. And you get, what, three lives to begin with if you don't earn any extra? Correct. And you just game over. There's no continues. That's right. So it's, considering all five levels are pretty lengthy, it's 
to me, it's a challenge to beat them all in the three lives. Um, technically, there's six. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, without save states, you know, on my actual cartridge, I plan to try, but I think it'll be a while before I actually sit down and complete the game. Yeah. But, that being said... Do what you are wanna, the, yeah, what are the levels? Uh, the levels, you, you can do more or less in any order. But the, if you just read it kind of from top to bottom, the first one is the Amazon. Yep. Which is the one level that I actually managed to completely beat today. Um, and it's in the forest... There's just like it sounds. It's in the yeah, Amazon. there's like an underground section you can go in, yeah. which is pretty cool. This has one of my favorite segments. Well, I don't know. It frustrated me too. It could have been one of my favorite segments, but it had some cheap enemies. That's where you're up. There's these little tiny platforms you have to use your pogo stick to jump on, but there's bats coming at you constantly when you're trying to do it. I think there are bats. So there are bees. Bees, yes. Yeah. The bees are coming at you, and I love that you can like jump on the bees to jump further and like you can really fly through that part if you have a good rhythm yeah but again it's not quite you gotta be precise it's not quite donkey kong country the enemies are placed a little awkwardly (laughs) but it's pretty cool i really like that part and then the boss on this one's like a totem pole or something he's pretty much a pushover yeah he's the only pushover though they definitely uh, the bosses pick up in difficulty from there the funniest thing about this level is there's this like statue that if you pay $300,000, it says you can go this way. You can pass through here. Yeah, there's a rope up on top of the screen. Right, there's a rope. It's like, oh, I can't get to it. Yeah. Well, I already got on the rope without paying the money. You just jump on enemy's head at the right time. That $300,000 is a total waste. Yep. Like, I honestly wonder if that's a glitch or if that's just like a a joke played on the at the player's expense. I don't know. But I uh, think I remember the first time I played this, I did pay that. Yeah. And, I, and it does just lower the rope, if I'm thinking right. It puts a little elevator. Yeah. Oh, there you go. But you yeah. don't need it. You can just jump yeah. on enemies. But head. you can just wait for yeah. an enemy will show up, and you can just jump on his head and use that and uh, get up there. There's a pro tip if you didn't know it, but yeah. considering I just discovered this game recently, it's probably not a pro tip for many people. <laughs> then you got, uh, I don't remember the order of the rest, but you have African Mines, which is the only level I've not played almost all the way through, because it's the one you can't play. Until you beat in Transylvania. You, there's something you have to find in the Transylvania right. level. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. There's certain things you have to do in certain orders on the different levels. If I'm being honest, my preference is just a very left-to-right platformer without that. But it's still kind of cool. Like, um, well, I can't think of any Like, there might be a key hidden somewhere, and you have to come back. Like, to the UFO. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to the, the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. The goats annoyed me on this yeah, level. They were bad. Yep. This, yeah. I thought this level was in the clouds, but I guess it's supposed to be snow. It's snow. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, Well, it's in the mountains. Maybe there's clouds, too. That makes sense. Yeah. But the goats are just... They're annoying. When you use they your pogo... Any enemy right. that kind of jumps like that, I mean, it, they really reminded me a lot of the jumping crocodiles on Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that move towards you and jump. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get it just right. But the, the issue with this game is, uh, on certain parts of that level... The pogo stick won't work. You'll just stick into the ground. Yeah, you stick into the snow, so you yeah. can't really use it. So you got to be really, really super precise on that. And there are a few times where I felt like either you or me had actually hit the goat, but the game said, no, you didn't. That frustrated yeah. me a little bit. I'm not saying it was cheating us, but I felt betrayed by the goats. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. As one does. Yeah, as most people do. Uh, then we have the Transylvania level, which you mentioned. Yeah. It's this the one that is a little bit. Buh, 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 buh. <laughs> it is well a little done. bit maze like. Very much so. <laughs> There's it, mirrors you can go into to go to different yeah, parts of the level. That's right, and that's where it gets really uh, frustrating. It's cool and frustrating at the same time. Yeah, 
I remember when I first, uh, it, this level when I first played it ever, I was relieved to beat it. <laughs> yeah. But also, when I look back at it, there's a lot of parts of that one that are really fun. This is where the minecart part comes in. That part's actually pretty fun. I really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. though it is frustrating too because you got to jump out and jump in the carts mm-hmm. left and right all the time. Uh, but just getting the right sequence to get to where you need to go to find the items you need can be a pain. Yeah, it can be. Uh, and then that takes us to the moon, which is... <laughs> it takes us to the moon. It takes us to the moon. As it, as it would. Which is also not quite a straightforward level either. No. Like there's... Most of these... Most of this, when we say platforming... Like you said before, when people hear platforming, they think left or right. This yeah. one is left and right, up and down. Yeah. It's kind of all over the Very place. Much. Yeah. And part of the, the moon, besides the music, which we're going to get to is made shortly, of cheese, as we all know. Yes. But besides that, this also had a segment that was probably maybe my favorite. I guess it says something about me. Like when people think of DuckTales, this probably isn't their favorite part. But maybe my favorite part of the game that I've played is in this level. And that's um, this area with super precise platforming, moving enemies, and you got to jump from one to the next. And this is so Donkey Kong Country because as you jump on an enemy, of course, they die and they're gone. So you can't go back. So you have to keep your momentum. Like, there's no going back. You have to yeah. make your decisions on the fly. I just love that. This has a little segment like that, and I just wish there was more of it. Um but it probably drives some people crazy. So, and that's then there's I, a secret I, level after you beat those, which I've not seen because I've made it pretty much to the boss on all the levels, but I've only actually totally completed I think the Amazon. Yeah. So I don't know what the secret level is. Is it? Do you know? I don't it is? remember off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I know I've been to it because I've beaten this game. Well, good for you. Yay. Um, music and sound. Music and sound. <laughs> This Trevor. is ridiculous. My eyes are like wanting to close. Trevor. I'm not unexcited about this game. Trevor. Johnny. Music. Music. Sound. Sound. How did this rate for you? No, the music's no good. <laughs> DuckTales. <laughs> no, obviously. Uh, anybody who knows about this game knows it's known for the music. Um, here, let me ask you this. We like to be controversial. Oh, yeah, we do. I've heard a lot about this music for a long time, and I didn't grow up with it, the game itself. Um, I know the DuckTales thing, but I've always heard how awesome the music is. Do you think it's overhyped, or do you think it lives up to it? It's kind of both. Does that make sense? Cop out. No, I'm, when I say both, I guess that was being a I'm cop famous out. for that, so you're fine. Continue. Well, the reason I say both is purely because I think the main game music is above average if I'm being honest some of it it's got some catchy parts in some of the levels but this one really shines to me when it does the 8-bit version of the theme song it does that amazingly and I absolutely adore that so that just knocks it up for me personally so I'm trying to decide if people when they think of this game they mainly think of that well because the other music in comparison when you compare it to that it's almost not fair Right. Because, I mean, that's just, first of all, it's a theme song everybody knows, even you. And you didn't it's even like watch a the masterful, show. catchy theme yeah. song. It's a, one of the more well-done cartoon theme songs. Mm-hmm. And then you take Nintendo doing an 8-bit version of it, and it sounded pretty dang amazing. I mean, way to go Capcom on that. Yeah, uh, It's going to be tough to beat. So in, when you compare the other music in this game to that, it's almost like the rest of it just can't come up to that level. But it's almost not fair to compare that. However, 
I kind of know where you're going to go with this. I don't think the music really hit you as much as you were hoping. Well, here here's what I have to say. And this is not going to be popular. But it's, it's definitely not negative either. I feel like this game has two incredible 8-bit pieces of music. And I really appreciate... Like, I don't... I know, you know, I, I rave about the Donkey Kong Country music, but I appreciate that that's on a 16-bit platform. I can appreciate amazing 8-bit music, too. Um, I think this game has two fantastic pieces of music, and then all the rest is good. The fantastic pieces are the theme song, yeah, which they did a great job just re... just 8-bitting the yeah. theme song. The other one is the moon bass level. Yeah, that, that one's really good. That is such a cool piece of music. Yeah. But... A redone version of a piece of music that was made for the cartoon, and then a two-minute piece of music for the Moonbase level, I don't think those two alone can make me say this is one of the best soundtracks. Because to me, all the rest of the music is good, but it's not... Granted, I don't have the nostalgia, the benefit or the hindrance of nostalgia with this, but just going based on my ears, playing each level... I played each level probably twice before you got here. And then between you and me, we probably played each level at least twice for this recording. I've heard every piece of music in this game multiple times all the way through. And I think it's good. Um, And maybe given more time, it would become earworms to me. Yeah. But I feel like the moon base level is just a great piece of original music. And then the reimagining of the theme song is great. And all the rest is just quite good. So I don't know. Like, see, that's what do you do with that? I understand what you're saying. But also, when I think of. Nintendo 8-bit soundtracks also try to remember the library as in uh, mm-hmm. one of a favorite one of our one of your favorites and mine too I really liked it was the one for the first Zelda game and there's really only two tracks right, in it. that's true yeah but they're two amazing tracks yeah yeah I mean that's true I mean in 1989 NES game it did not even have to have a track for each level yeah so you got to give it props for that I don't want to diminish that at all I guess I'm just saying for a 1989 NES game, this was top tier. I'm just not saying, I guess with just two really cool tracks and one of them just being a different version of the I theme song. I think what song. you're saying that is if you had to choose which ones to put on like a playlist, you'd only choose the moon and the main theme. Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah which I is fine. You. I'm just not sure that it's... Which is a knock it. I mean, that's... I think for any game to have at least two, Nintendo game especially, oh, yeah. have at least two <laughs> great music, pieces of music to it, it's pretty amazing. It is. So yeah, I don't know what I'm even saying here except... I guess maybe. You're trying to be controversial. Well, no, you just hear about this and you think, oh, every single track is just going to be amazing. Yeah. But I think maybe mostly people are remembering the moon level and the theme song. They probably are. Which is fine. Yeah, because they're both great. They are, yes. All right, Trevor, uh, with that being said, it's time for our final scores, I think. (gasps) Do you want to go first? I think you should go first. This is the one time I really don't want to go first, but I'll be disciplined and do it. Okay. Because, uh... Despite what you may think, I don't. I do not like being controversial for the sake of it. In fact, I despise it when people do that. Yeah. And I know, I know that this game is like top tier for so many people. And I'm going to be just completely honest, anyways. There's no part about this game that to me is below average. Every single thing is above average at worst. Here's what I think. For me, for me personally, what I enjoy in a platform game. This game has moments of excellence. I love the precise pogo sticking platforming. I love those segments. I, despite what I just said about only two tracks being amazing, it's a fantastic soundtrack. It really is. Yeah. It's great graphics. 
I love certain segments of the gameplay, but everything in between those segments where you're kind of just on the ground and there's enemies hopping around, to me was just good. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but the only times I loved what was happening was the precision platforming with the pogo stick. <laughs> I keep coming back to that because I, I did. I loved it. It felt different than Mario. It felt it felt different than anything I've ever played except Donkey Kong Country. I know you think I talk about that all the time, but that game has this thing that I just love. And DuckTales, which obviously came out before it, tapped into that, but just for brief moments. But as far as just in general, the enemies frustrated me a little bit. Some of the things frustrated me. But I think it's a very beatable game. It's just it's one you get better with with practice. I think it's a super solid game. I think it's very good. I just don't. Um, I just don't think for me that it's quite right there, like in the top ten NES games. Like I think it is for a lot of people, which is fine. Everybody has different taste. But with that being said, in the grand scheme of how we review games today, based not on nostalgia but how they hold up. I'm still struggling because it's a very good game, but is it great? Like I'm to me, it's in between the two, so I don't know. I'm gonna give it. Uh, people are gonna hate me. <laughs> Go with what you feel. See, the number that keeps popping in my head is seven, but I just feel like, gosh, that's what you feel. That's what you should go with. I'm just doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it because that is a good score for me. I know it's less than what people are expecting, but it's a fun game. It's still approved. It's a fun game. It's hundred yeah. percent approved, but. That's just where it sits for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I have I have the luxury of having played both this and the second one. Uh-huh. Both I've found... Of course, I played them both on the Xbox, so you got to take that into account. I really, really, really like them both. I said I, I gave the Xbox version, I think, a 9, because it's way easier... And the way, and the reason it's way easier is because you can just save it whenever you want. And if I'm thinking right, though, I never used it because it felt really cheap. You could it had like a rewind feature on it. Huh. Uh, but you know, uh, this the original obviously has none of that. However, this game still looks great. Still looks mm-hmm. amazing despite not being HD. It looks uh, downright gorgeous at times, mm-hmm. especially to be from '89. That kind of blew my mind a little bit. Honestly, I thought it yeah. was later than that. Uh, it's. A very very fun game. It can get it can certainly get frustrating. There were times where a lot of the hits felt a little cheap at times. I uh-huh. agree with you there. Uh, when it comes to precise uh, platforming, uh, I mean DKC. Those games obviously the the bees knees or the <laughs> the monkeys bananas when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's going to be your top tier. What you want to reach for if it's the way you want to go. Mm-hmm. I think this. Uh, did a really good job when it did have that to the point where even I like those parts. Yeah. I mean, even I enjoy those parts. And usually I can get frustrated with this pretty quick. Uh, I think the platforming was really well. I did get frustrated with the fact that the pogo stick, which is your main way of attacking, uh, sometimes I would, for whatever reason, I wasn't doing it right and I couldn't get it to go. <laughs> because you yeah. got to push down and B. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, I, was, I shouldn't have been frustrated with that, but I was. It, it frustrated me too. I, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, it should just be able to push B. That's what I had in my head. Just yeah. be able to hold B the whole time and it come out. But that's not how this game works. Uh, so that's a negative for it. I understand 100% what you're saying. We also have the luxury of playing the Chippendale games, which is in the same family. And we've already played mm-hmm. Tailspin. This is better than Tailspin. Yeah. 
I, I might have given Tailspin about that score, but I yeah. do agree this is a better made game. Yeah. Tailspin's still a fun game, but I think this is better than Tailspin. Yeah. I don't we think we did a little mermaid as well. Yeah, we did a little mermaid, which is a very solid game too. I, I think, think it's, it's still better than that. I think it's better than that as well. Yeah. I do, however, think the Chippendale games, and maybe this is just nostalgia because we used to play them together all the time. Yeah. I think those are better than the, this one. More uh, fun, more for fun, us. Yeah. more fun. Which I don't know about might better. be better. Yeah. So, you know, might be the same difference, but I agree, more fun for us. You gave this one a seven. This game, can, I can see where this game could get very frustrating, and I don't know if I would have the fortitude to finish it in this <laughs> in this way, this version. Uh, so I'm just going to be honest with that. I'm going to give this an 8 is how I felt it was. Mm-hmm. I think it still holds up very well. I understand you're 7, and I'm not going to try to change your mind. I get it 100%. This is still a top-tier game, I would say. I think the second one, if I'm remembering right, I could just be jumbling these two games up for all I know. The <laughs> second one, I think, is a little better. But this one's pretty dang good. It's pretty dang mm-hmm. awesome. The music, especially those two tracks we mentioned, are very, very, very good. Above average. Oh, yeah. Well above average. Uh, but it's there's still other games, other platformers that are better than this. There just are. That's just the truth. But this yeah. one's still very, very fun. Uh, what did you say this game was going for? This one, DuckTales, the first DuckTales. I better look it up because this is... It wasn't uh, that long ago when I bought it, but I remember it was not cheap. It was one of my... I try not to spend a fortune. Yeah, Because DuckTales 2 is one of those infamous, infamous games for being really expensive now. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a lot less than I remembered. It's like... About twenty bucks. Okay, that's not. I, I think yeah. it's worth that all day long, honestly. Yeah, twenty bucks. It's worth it if you don't have it. It's a good uh, addition to your Nintendo catalog. I think that makes me feel a lot better about it. Totally yeah. recommend it for that. Yeah. So I think you gave it a seven. I gave it an eight. That averages yeah. out to seven and a half, which is probably yeah. where this what this deserves in today's day and age. And I know, like, just from the comments, which you're going to get to shortly, I know that that's going to feel low to people. But yeah, that's. It's, it's still a very good game. It that's really still is. high. That's still yeah. a high score. It's still retro bust approved. Yeah. Well, we both loved it. Uh, so that's uh, so go get it if you want to yeah. get it. It's well worth your oh, time. Oh yeah. I don't think you regret it. No, I don't think so. Especially if you're a fan of those cartoons growing up, oh, you yeah. will love this. It does a really good job of having the feel of the show. Okay. Speaking of feel, uh huh. I'm feeling like a commercial. Are you? You yeah. want to do that before the other part? Sure. Okay. Commercial time. Roll it. <laughs> We invited an expert team to our laboratory to give us their opinions of Disney's DuckTales video game from Capcom. Yes! Awesome! You'll have exciting adventures helping Scrooge McDuck escape danger and become the richest duck in the world. Cool. Totally hot. Way radical, man. Excellent. It's a quacker. Oh! Disney's DuckTales game for your Nintendo Entertainment System by Capcom. Like how I change things up without thinking it through? That's all right. Sounds good to me. What happens after the commercial, though? Hmm. Fan, Fan feedback. feedback. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we said the same thing. Uh-huh. So, uh, hey... I know I've said this before, but you should head on over to Instagram, follow Retro Blist, and you can see stuff that I post on there, you know, pretty often. And uh, I posted about DuckTales and asked if you had any memories. And unlike last week when we covered Outlander, not many people had memories. This week was different. I think like in general, just nobody had memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've all been wiped away. Uh, so on Instagram, 
MJ's game rooms. MJ's game. Room. MJ's game room said it's one of his top five favorite NES games. So much fun. So again, already starting. This our review is going to seem pretty harsh to people, but uh, hey, maybe they won't subscribe from us. I think overall though, we love this game. Yeah, I mean, we we have to remain. keep saying that yeah. so people don't think we're haters. <laughs> yeah, we're lovers, not haters. That's right. Michael Thompson. Oh, sorry, Michael the Thompson. The Thompson said he first played this when it released remastered on Xbox 360. But it's a whole lot of fun. Still trying to get through it. Two feathered thumbs up. Jerry Terrifying. Ah! Said one of the best NES games without a doubt. I expect to hear a lot of discussion of the amazing music. Especially the Moon Level song. Yep, that one's great. And that's that's exactly it, yeah. That's the only one I could get passionate about. But it is amazing. That song is. Warp Zone Graphics said... Uh, I always say that. Yeah, our buddy Mike. Mike, yeah. I feel bad calling him Warp Zone Graphics because, like, I feel like he's our friend. Well, it's good to say Warp Zone Graphics so people can find him on Instagram and see his art. Look for his art. Yeah. Warp Zone Graphics. He said he loved it. Didn't expect to love it, but totally did. I'm not a big platformer guy, but the game just hooked me in. Great music and awesome controls. Plus, I was a huge fan of the cartoon. I should mention, not being a huge fan of the cartoon, having zero nostalgia with the game itself. I guess my score is about as raw as you can get in that aspect. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to click on this name because I can't remember his first name. I hate Instagram sometimes. Neil Miller. Neil Miller said he's looking forward to this episode. He's not played DuckTales in 20 years. He can't wait for the nostalgia to sweep me away. He has a suggestion. He says, I think the name of the podcast should be changed to Retro Gaming Rednecks. <laughs> Put up a poll so we can vote. <laughs> I'm afraid to. They, they, yeah, that's what would win. I'm fairly certain of it. Uh, yeah, we just have to rename the whole podcast. <laughs> Instagram it's too keeps, expensive. Keeps wanting me it's to too del- expensive, Neil. delete stuff. Okay, <laughs> it's tired of us. Rocker Kitty fifty six says yes. Meow. I, I love this game. Please never do that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I still have it. I used to play this with my cousins all the time. We would take turns. Whoever lost a life or finished a level first had to trade out. Then Christopher Skulls, uh, Scalter, who I think left us our newest review, which was an awesome review, by the way, on iTunes. Hey, leave us a review. <clears throat> Anyways, he says he remembers seeing this for rent. His first thought, thanks to LJN, was all games tied to a show or movie are trash. Then he saw Capcom at the top. He decided to try and was not disappointed. Hope you guys have fun with it. I don't know why I started reading these in third person, but I've really confused myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening over there, but yes. I feel like I need to save you somehow. Save me. I will try. Is that all for there? That's all. Thank okay. goodness. You can also go and find our Facebook page. It's just RetroBlist on Facebook. Join the community there. It's growing more and more, and we have a good fun on there and a lot of awesome discussion. There's awesome people who are in there. One of those awesome people is Andrew Coed. He, of course, when Trevor posted that we were doing DuckTales, had to share his uh, thoughts on it. And it was, first of all, since the drawing wasn't rigged for me, it was rigged against me. What he's trying to say is he's the only one who didn't pick DuckTales in our Patreon. That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, as far as this game is concerned, it's fine, but it's certainly no Solomon's Key. Jeez, I wonder what game he wanted us to play. Can I stop you for a second? Go ahead. Uh, I just put up the Patreon poll today for next month's. February's game, uh-huh. and two people have already voted for Solomon's Key in honor of Andrew Coed. <laughs> so there's a good chance it might actually yeah, happen. I, I mean this out of love for Andrew, but I kind of hope it doesn't happen. 
I'm looking forward to covering it, Andrew. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, I want to play the game just because he loves it's it so funny, much. Though. But it's just funny to keep yeah, it going. That's true. Maybe I'm a little bitter. My game was once again left neglecting it alone. I remember this game being really good, though. I remember feeling a little old for the DuckTales franchise when this was released, but renting it anyway because I needed something fresh and new, and I didn't regret it. Timmy Mac goes, I could say so much about DuckTales, but I promise to keep it brief. We're boxers. It's my favorite <laughs> game on NES. I remember oh. getting getting it for Easter of 1990, and I was hooked. Made by Capcom, it has great gameplay, color graphics, and an awesome, amazing soundtrack. It's a game I've gone back to multiple times a year to play, though, a playthrough. It's awesome you guys are covering it. Can't wait to hear your memories. See, this is the part of the job that's hard. Yeah. Because if this was Donkey Kong Country, and like people are like, eh, it's a 7 out of 10, it's, it's good, I'd be like fighting mad. I think that's why you get mad at me, because I don't give those games the love you give them. Yeah. Because if I, just, I don't, I, I, feel, I just like, feel like it's so objective that they're just that good. And I know people feel that way about DuckTales, and I gave it a Good score, not a glowing score. So I'm going to remember this when we get to the next Donkey Kong game, so I can bring that but up. But the to next you. was Donkey Kong Country too, which is yeah, an which I've honestly went back and played. And uh... if you played it on Pi, it doesn't count. I've... It is not good on Pi. Like it really isn't. It just Everything's doesn't feel right. good on Pi. All right. Uh, I burned. Steve. Steve Nick said we're never going to agree on the Donkey Kong games. I think they're great, but really, you think they, the... they do not hold up on Pi. They're just they just don't. This is a public service announcement. I've also the gameplay is not precise enough. I also have them on my Wii U. Thank you very much, and yeah, I've played them work. on there. And uh... <laughs> so Johnny's wrong. Continue. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, don't get mad at me if I give it a lower score than what you want it to be. It's still good. I'm never mad when you're wrong. <laughs> Steve, that's what people are going to think about this game, though. I know that's, that was my point. Yeah, that's my point. Like, yeah. I just I can't see this game being a ten, but I totally know that some people do. So, yeah. what do you do with anyway, that? I think you just let people enjoy what they enjoy. Yeah, let me enjoy it, man. I will. All right, <laughs> I'm not going to begrudge you for it. I feel drunk and I'm just sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Nick said, I burned many uh, an hour in my quest to become the world's luckiest duck. A beautiful graphics, a fun soundtrack, and ever the excuse to injure oneself learning the pogo stick. And Cecil Dredge goes, sweet! I love this game as a kid and continue to love it as an adult. I will be shocked if this is not approved by the redneck hosts. <laughs> well, even as rednecks, we knew to prove the game. Yeah. We didn't want to outright ride on our hands. That's right. But we did it, honestly, overall. I know we yeah. keep saying it. We love this game. It's a I've good done game. a lot of damage control. Yeah. It's like, like that time when I said Star Wars was like not my favorite movie I feel thing. Like, I really honestly <laughs> feel like you're acting when I acted when I gave the first Donkey Kong Country less than you because I felt like you were going to throw something at me. Yeah. <laughs> nah. People are welcome to call me wrong. Yeah. I just, I got to be honest like you do. That's right. Now, Trevor, speaking of honesty, it's time for everybody's favorite game that they love to play at home with us. <laughs> and that game, of course, is the Blitz Quiz. We'll go first. So okay. I made you go first thank last you, time. You. Here we go. All right, trying to wake up and answer these correctly. All right, here we go. Trevor. Uh huh. How did Scrooge McDuck get his lucky number one dime? I know you've never mm. seen the show, but <laughs> out of all his money, he has one that he holds in high regard, and that's his first money he ever made, his lucky number one dime. Okay? Mm. And the bad guys are always trying to steal it. 
Did he get his lucky number one dime from shining shoes as a 10-year-old duck? <laughs> or from inheriting it after his parents died in a mysterious plane crash? What? Or <clears throat> from sweeping floors in his uncle's souvenir shop? How did Scrooge Ooh. McDuck get his lucky number one dime? There's some good ones on there. I'm going to say the souvenir shop. Ooh, sorry. He actually earned it from Shining Shoes as ah, a 10-year-old. I wanted to go with that one as soon as you said it. I should have stuck with it. <laughs> All right, your first question. All right, let's do this. Which of these is a true statement? Okay. A, DuckTales was Capcom's best-selling game on both the NES and the Game Boy. B, Capcom was sued by Disney for having Stooge in a red coat instead of a blue one. I think you meant Scrooge. Did I say Stooge? You did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stooge McDuck. <laughs> or C, the pogo ability was taken directly from an unreleased Capcom game codenamed Aussie Molly. Uh, codenamed what? Aussie Molly. Like Aussie, I guess, like Australian. Oh, okay. Uh, kangaroo, I assume. I'm going to go with that one. Nope, made it up. <laughs> and I sold it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, it was actually the best-selling NES and Game Boy game. That's the one. Uh, I know I should have It sold one. like one in, like 1.75 million on NES. Well. Yeah. That's amazing. I had I never would have thought that was Capcom's best-selling game on the NES. I know. That's crazy because you know how many games they've had? Yeah. More than one at wild. least. Yeah. At least two games. Yeah, I mean, at least DuckTales 1 and DuckTales 2. True, yeah. <laughs> Trevor, Duckburg, which is where uh, Scrooge McDuck lives, uh-huh. uh, has how many residents? Oh, mercy. If you get within 10,000, I will give it to you. Uh. The way you're looking at me. This is an unfair question. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I made these before I realized that you actually hadn't really watched this show. <laughs> 700,000. You went way over. No. But uh, 315,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're over two. Uh, maybe I can catch up and we'll catch by that. I mean, maybe I can take the lead and get one right. So. So neither one of us made either. Yeah, okay. Yep, we're zero right. zero. <laughs> we're just terrible. Which of these is not a Capcom Disney game? Okay. A. The Nat. <laughs> Start out. Start great. again. Okay. Yep. A. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oogie's Revenge. B. Goof Troop. Or C. Pluto's Planetary Puzzle Quest. I'm going to go with Goof Troop. Goof Troop is a Capcom game. You know why I picked that one? Because I assume that's the one that. If you just hear it, you think you just know oh, that is and assumed it, and you're yeah. trying to throw me off. <laughs> it is actually a very good Super Nintendo game. That it's awesome. We yeah. have to cover. What, you played it? I have. And you picked it as the one that's not real? <laughs> I didn't realize it was Capcom. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I made up the Pluto's Planetary Puzzle Quest. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we got to play that because it's such a cool two-player game. Yeah. Well, in my head, you were just going to name. For some reason, I thought these were all real games. Yeah. And when I'm just I wasn't check, a Capcom. I'm pretty tricky on you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Trevor. So both 0 for 2, and I got yep. my final question. Yep. See All if you right. can take. If you get this right, you'll probably just win. Because uh, judging from how I'm playing, Trevor, <laughs> which is not true about Ducktales. So which one of these did I make up about Ducktales? Okay. All right. A. It was the first American cartoon to be shown in the Soviet Union. Huh. B. It was critically acclaimed from the very beginning. C. It had some influence on the Indiana Jones movies. D, in today's money, Scrooge's worth is in the trillions of dollars. It's which one is true. Which one is not true. Oh, only one's not true. Yep. I want to say that it was, it's not true that it was critically acclaimed from the beginning. You got one. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's one for me. Yep. Is that not crazy? That yeah. People figured this stuff out that in today's money, Scrooge is worth is in the trillions. Wow. <laughs> so your last question could be really easy. It just depends what kind of mood you're in. Okay. So it's going to be difficult. After a long hiatus, just like Scientist Trevor and Johnny. Yep. I brought back a segment called Don't Crack. Okay. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> That's all you love. <laughs> so, probably our least enjoyed question. Yep, let's do it. I'm just going to read you a bunch of horrible jokes that are pretty much all duck puns. Uh-huh. And uh, if you don't laugh or smirk or giggle, you win a point. See, the problem with when you do these is if I know you're setting up a joke, they're less funny to me. But it's a mm-hmm. toss-up because you know how much I love a good pun. So right. let's see how this goes. So I'm just going to I'm gonna do three. Okay. I'm going to be generous. At what time... Does a duck wake up? I don't know. At the quack of dawn. What do you call a duck that steals? I don't know. A robber ducky. That one was close. I gotta be honest. Well, this is the best one. I can't say it without cracking up. Okay. That's not fair. That's That's not fair. fair. I'm not counting that. All right, here we go. Last one, if you don't crack. Okay, here we go. If I don't quack. Did you hear about the drug? I messed up. So you gotta quit. Did you, <clears throat> did you hear about the duck with a drug problem? No. He was a quackhead. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I feel like it wasn't fair though. You kept laughing to set that one up. But I'll nobody said laugh was fair. That's right. Driving me quackers over here. Uh, we're a bunch of quackheads. <laughs> that's right. So that's been DuckTales for the Nintendo Entertainment System. But before we get out of here, we got a brand new segment. Yeah. And now, Trevor, it's time for a brand new segment on our show. Is that right? Yeah, no, it's crazy, but we're crazy. <laughs> I need to get more sleep. But this, uh, we're going to do a, a segment where we interview people who actually listen to our show. So we're going to talk to each other. Uh huh. Constantly. Yep. I'll get my mom on here occasionally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, and we're calling this, of course, the Blister Interview. Segment. Apparently, our fans are called blisters now. I called them that, and it's sticking. And uh, a terrible name. We got a great first fan for this. Oh yeah, I think so. The current president of your United States. No, no, no. no. We no. want people to to listen to this and not be divided <laughs> on if they listen or not. So, so mark that out. We don't we don't have enough beeps on the show to have the president on. <laughs> Anyways, who but do we have? We have. Uh, a man who is almost a myth now. Uh, he's almost a legend. He's he's sort of uh, you know when people talk about uh, um, Bigfoot, but they act like it's not. It may or may not be real. This is how this man is. He could just be a legend. He may not exist. Like the moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, our first interview is with our fan, our buddy. We're going to call him a fan because it makes us feel good about ourselves. Yeah. Andrew Coed. Hey, Andrew. Wouldn't it be funny if there was just dead silence for quite some time after that? Hi, I'm Andrew Coed. Johnny, ask me a question. (laughs) Oh, hey, Andrew. (laughs) Good day, gentlemen. Good day. How's it going? How's it going? Are you excited to be the very first one for this new uh, adventure on the Retro Blist podcast? Not only excited, but I feel honored to be considered as your first guest. There we go. To even have been in the running was good. And then to actually be chosen, it kind of feels like a dream come true. Well, we, uh, you were the only one who wanted to do it. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it makes sense. It's not true now. You were just the first one that we knew definitely wanted to do it. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) What Johnny meant to say is there's like 30 people that wanted to do it and we picked you. 
Oh, yeah. so back back to be feeling honored then. Okay, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we don't really know what we're doing as usual, but I think we're just going to take turns uh, asking you questions like you're interviewing. Yeah, for, uh, an Th- these job. are going to be really hardcore uh, questions we're going to ask Andrew. We're not going to pull any punches. Yeah. Trevor and I, at the end of the day, are journalists, and we want to make sure we have the integrity that journalists should have, even those who are in the uh, the retro gaming community like us. Uh, we are the definitive voices of that community. So Trevor and I are going to take turns asking Andrew a question. And Andrew, we expect some good, honest, uh, soul-searching answers. Don't worry. They'll be well thought out and articulated in a manner that Shakespeare would appreciate. So I think we're good. There we go. Well, I'm just going to start it off then, Andrew, with uh, perhaps the most important question we could start off with. And that is, who is Andrew Coed in one sentence? Hmm. By the way, I couldn't answer this question myself, so I like asking somebody else. In one sentence. No, I appreciate a challenge here. Let's go with, um, <laughs> I'll start referring to myself in the third person, because that's always classy. Andrew Coed is the most intelligent and handsome man on earth. Next question. I like it. I like it. No, All no, right, no. So- I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um... I guess, you know, I'm just your average, everyday, 39-year-old man who's married with a young child trying to replicate the joy he had playing video games growing up by collecting, playing, and talking about retro games, so... That's like a really long run-on sentence. I'll allow it. And there's commas. I mean, he used correct yeah. punctuation. Okay. All right, here's here's the next question, and I want a real honest answer. I'm sorry if it's, if my questions make you sweat. But here we go. Okay. The first question I have for you is, how did you find out about Retro Blist? We're going to make this all about us, aren't we? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> well, if this interview wasn't self-serving, then it wouldn't feel like a proper segment on your show. So, Yeah, what would be the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, the way I heard about you guys was through interacting with Trevor on Facebook. I want to say it was a Genesis Gems thread. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, we were commenting on there, and he had mentioned something about his Retro Bliss podcast. <laughs> and I said something like, well, I'm going to check that out. And then I listened to it and heard the glory that is the uh, X-Men, uh, what is it, the Uncanny <laughs> X-Men episode. And I was hooked from that point on. And I had to actually, it convinced me I had to go buy the game. That's how... How sick of the head oh, I I'm sorry. Am, so. <laughs> We're yeah. good. We're good. See, I knew my shameless plugging had a purpose. Yeah, yeah. we got one fan out of it. Right. <laughs> Trevor, your All next right. question. So, Andrew, uh, tell us quickly about your favorite game console and your favorite game growing up. Again, a question I don't know if I could answer definitively, but I'm asking you to do yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, quickly. I, Remember, that's the key. He said yes. quickly. Yeah, just, just <laughs> quickly. I'm sorry. Okay. In uh, two sentences. <laughs> It would be between the NES and the Sega Genesis. I would probably lean towards the NES simply because I was younger when that happened and I I played more games with my friends on the NES. By the time the Genesis came out, some of my friends had already kind of started moving away from gaming. So that was a little bit more solitary uh, in my gaming there. So less shared memories. But I do remember thinking that Genesis, the, the marketing specifically, was super cool. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I thought I was something really special just for having one. So uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I'm going to say NES probably if we had to go with it. Cool. And could you pick a favorite game maybe for the NES? Uh, for the NES. You know, that 
changed quite often growing up, to be honest with you. Every time I got a new one, I really liked. Um, if I'm going to think about what stick sticks with me over time or what stuck with me the longest, probably Double Dragon. I It was one of the first like beat-em-up kind of games that I had ever played, and... I always really wanted to be a ninja really bad, and I knew they were supposed to know karate, kung fu kind of stuff. So I fancied myself one of the uh, Bimmy and Jimmy brothers. <laughs> Very nah, nice. The Double Dragon 2 is probably one of our most played games. Yeah, yeah. but he don't care. Here we go. Okay. Here's the he second question. <laughs> <laughs> he just listens for the cash prizes. Why is why is Retro Blist your favorite show? <laughs> By the way, I just want to say I've not seen Johnny's questions. I've not <laughs> approved them ahead of time. Well, how about this, Johnny? I would say Retro Blist is my second favorite podcast. <gasps> oh no, I don't like this. All right, go ahead. Right I'm behind cut this, this question little off. podcast, I've heard of called History Creeps. Oh, okay, I'll allow that. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I love Retro. You guys, seriously, you just make me crack up usually the whole time. So the entire episode, I'm just sitting there cackling like a school schoolboy and it always is good to embarrass me at work while i'm laughing silently at my desk while people look at me strange <laughs> that's what we do yep that's what we do trevor hit him with a question so andrew yes <laughs> what is one game genre as we like to say here on retro blist yes a game genre you love and one you could just never get into i, I originally wrote this as hate but i thought that might be a little strong yeah it is oh, hate yeah. is strong hate is strong yeah um, I would say probably, see, this is almost unfair. So I would say if, if we're going strictly retro, I would say it's your, your beat em ups is probably my favorite genre as you, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of morphed into what I feel is the natural, uh, succession, uh, from, from the beat em up genre, which actually turns into action RPGs, a la like Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance, Diablo, um, you know, the yeah. uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, those types of games that kind of um, isometric, three-quarters kind of view, top-down view, uh, beat-em-up, RPG-style games. So, you know, when you're talking older games, you're probably talking the original uh, Legend of Zelda or uh, Link to the Past kind of are that same type of view with some you know RPG mechanics in there. Um, how about something like uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, kind of the same type yeah. of view. So those are probably my, my favorite. Um, but also, you know, things like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, you know, the kind of side left or right beat em up, or what is it, fight and go right games. Uh, those are kind of somewhere in there, some blend there. Uh, as far as genre that I don't like, um, you know, old school stuff, I kind of like everything, you know, some kind of just depends on the game. I would say newer stuff, I'm not into, like, competitive multiplayer games, really. So, like, your Call of Duties of the world and stuff, I'm not really into that. Yeah. I'm more of a story-based kind of gamer. But retro, uh, you know, I don't know, it's hard to say with retro, because I can, I can play almost anything if it's done well. But have you played Bubsy 3D? <laughs> I said if it's done well. <laughs> yeah, he did have, yeah. yeah. have a qualifier. <laughs> Now, here we go. Uh, I'm going to bring... My first two questions were just softballs. Okay. For Andrew. These are going to get even tougher from here on out. Yes. Because I am a journalist at heart, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. A hard-hitting journalist who breaks stories and that sort of thing. So, here we go. Uh, Andrew, what is your favorite thing about Johnny? Ooh. (laughs) Well, other than Johnny's rugged, handsome good looks, uh, which is probably everybody's favorite... (laughs) 
Um, oh, for sure. I'm going to probably say how professional he is as a podcaster. Yeah, there uh, we go. It's yeah. something that I've looked up to for quite some time and hope to replicate sometime in my life. I, you know, I'm I'm hoping that's one reason I'm here is just to kind of just soak in that Johnny-isms and maybe through osmosis gain some of your powers. I'm really hoping that will happen. Well, so Johnny's head has actually exploded, so I'm going to be needing a new uh, co-host if you're interested. <laughs> hey, <laughs> throw my uh, next question. Hat. Try to beat that one though. This is one of the best questions that we've had. See, I'm feeling like the straight guy here, like the. The good cop or whatever, and you're yeah. like the bad cop. Okay. <laughs> My questions are all straight. All right. This next one. Okay. Is straight. How did you get back into retro gaming? And when I say that, I mean, I'm assuming maybe you took a few years off like I did, most people did. If not, then this question's irrelevant. <laughs> well, I never really took time off 100%, but I definitely got more into it recently. Um, I've always had, you know, a retro system or two hooked up to a CRT TV somewhere in the house and the, you know, but I would only play maybe, you know, a couple of times a year I'd go and I'd, you know, spend a couple hours, you know, pop it in five or six different games and playing for 15 minutes on each one. I do that a couple times a year, but recently, um, what it was is when my wife, my, my wife got pregnant and I started kind of looking back at you know, reminiscing on my childhood and what made my childhood great and all these things. And a lot of my great memories I had from growing up were centered around gaming and the retro games. Well, the games that were not retro, but the actual video games that were out at the time and that are now in my retro gaming collection. So that kind of got me thinking about, oh, how could I kind of share that with my kid? And uh, I really started thinking about, oh, playing co-op, couch co-op games is such a great way to spend time with your friends. And you could do some great bonding. And I wanted to be able to share those kind of experiences with my son. So I started looking at my collection of games and wanted to start kind of focusing on co-op type games. So I've kind of, I traded a bunch of stuff in and started kind of rounding out my collection all centered around, um, you know, there's some single player games that I can't get rid of that I'm going to love that are near and dear to me. But centered more around co-op experiences that I can have with my kid as he gets a little older. So He's just now showing an interest in games, but he's not yet really old enough to understand them well enough to play. So that was kind of what, what did it for me. It was knowing that I was going to have a kid and then having a kid and wanting to play retro games on the couch with him. That's, That's why we got back into it. It was actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, this is super nerdy, but and I know this isn't about me. But <laughs> I, I've been into board games, you know, sort of as a hobby. You know, I have a wall of them down here, and when I got... When I met my wife, I just started kind of doing the same thing, kind of cooling my collection to what are games she would like to play with me. Absolutely. It's funny how just having somebody in your life can change your hobby. Because I think we all want people we love to be in our hobbies. Yeah, for I sure. Don't I don't I, know about that. I also want to play a lot of board games with my son, too. And my wife and I have actually just got him to start playing some board games. Cool. Um, you know, my first orchard is one. It's basically you roll a die and you're going to either pick up these different fruits off the thing. or And he's actually getting into them. And uh, we have a couple of different board games that are good enough for toddlers, and we're going to keep doing that. We're going to have a family game night once a week and uh, play board games with him, too. So I understand your love for board games. They're pretty fantastic. Maybe we'll do a spinoff podcast, and Johnny can be a, gu- a guest on that one. Yeah, oh, there you go. I would, yeah. I'd get, I'd get, I like board games, but I couldn't talk about them every episode. Now, uh, here we go. Uh, 
Now, Trevor, I know you're concerned that I'm just mm-hmm. making this as a glorified uh, uh, give us compliments type of questions. I'm a little concerned, but I'm not sure that's what's happening. But that's not what's happening. Okay. I just want to make sure you know. This next question just will prove this to you. Andrew, uh, if we told you uh, that we were going to listen to whatever you just said now uh, to when you answer this question, and the question is, how would you improve Retro Blist if you could do anything to improve it? What would it be? Very good question. I've thought long and hard about this many times. <laughs> Go to the next question. <laughs> All right, cut it off. Cut it off. <laughs> uh, the first thing I would do is bring back Scientist Johnny and Scientist Trevor. He's got a list. He's going to They're dead, the Andrew. They're dead. They're, They're rotting dead, in okay, the ground. Man. No, honestly, I I don't think there's too much you guys can do to, to improve it. But I do miss Scientist Johnny and Scientist Trevor. Their deaths. Or their escaping death over the years has has been quite the source of enjoyment for me. If you knew all the background behind why those characters got killed off. I think you guys have mentioned it. would be a documentary. Yeah, I think you guys mentioned at least real briefly gave us us a hint as to why that might have happened. I claim I can take criticism. It was a moment of passion. Uh, All right, Trevor, your last question. All right, my last question is probably my favorite. Okay. <laughs> what is your Desert Island game? This being you have one TV and uh, somehow electricity, <laughs> but you only have one game system and one game. What is your Desert Island game? That's a very good question. Um, this honestly is something I've thought about multiple times in my life. I like to I like to get top five lists and like I would say top five desert games in my head kind of thing. So now you're going to make me narrow this kind of thing down to one. Yep. Yep. I'm a jerk. Just one. Yep. Um, does it have to be a retro game? No. It could be anything. Any okay. game. I'm going to say probably Diablo 3. Wrong answer. It's not retro enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Diablo 1 on PS1. There we go. We'll allow it. That All fits right. our window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, never had a real true PC growing up. I thought like I missed out on that side of retro gaming. I'm you right there with you. Me neither. I did have missed, yeah. And I remember missed. Almost any computer could play the those. <laughs> yeah. Well, just a bunch of fog, right? That's all I remember seeing when you played it. Now, Andrew, we're going to end this interview with, of course, me. So that means it's going to be a hard-hitting question. Uh-huh. I hope you're sitting down for this, Andrew. Yeah, um, I, I... Hold on. Okay, now right, I'm sitting. All right, sit down. Uh, if you could hold on to your pants, because they're going to be ripped right off when I ask this question. Wait, hold on. i, I got to put Family pants friendly. on real quick first, so then I can hold yeah, on. Yeah, put your hold. pants on. Okay. Then hold on to them, because they're about to get ripped right <laughs> back right. off. Uh, the question, of course, is, what is your review of the Retro Bliss podcast out of 10? <laughs> out of 10? Yeah, like we review v- games, you review us. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I'm going to go with. Now I'm a harsh scorer. Keep that in mind. Okay, you gotcha. Know, I don't. I don't give away tens willy nilly. And I'm very. Just so you know, ahead of time, I don't want to to change what your score is going to be. But my feelings are hurt awfully easy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have we told you about how the scientist that off? <laughs> <laughs> so pre. Death of scientist Johnny and Trevor, I would say it was easily a 9.8. Post-death, somewhere in the 
3.5 range, somewhere in there. Oh, we lost him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, are you there, Andrew? <laughs> oh, you really lost me? Hello? Hey. There you are. You came back. Okay, right. good. You said post Scientist Johnny and Trevor. That's the last thing we heard. Oh, you didn't hear the score I just threw out there for that? No. No. What's the okay, score for you that? don't want to hear it. I was, I was joking. God's giving you a chance to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my computer saved us from that. Yeah. Oh, you know what, though? My recording's going to get get that so you're gonna hear that <laughs> good oh good um no honestly i would say post i would say probably like a 9.6 so just just a smidge down yeah. you guys are still one of the off. greatest podcasts ever created and but we're rapidly yeah, declining you're well you're definitely <laughs> still going to be the definitive voices in all oh, no, virtual we gaming. lost them again good thing this is almost over <laughs> yeah it has to end in a train wreck that's retro yeah. list yeah well, gentlemen, can I can you. still hear you just perfectly. Oh, yeah, there you oh, are. You're okay. coming in and out for us. But that's the end of our interview, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. What an ending. <laughs> all right, well, it was great talking to the definitive voices in all of retro gaming. So, Thanks for being our first guest. You're very welcome. I'm glad it ended so uh Like it should have. It'll be a mystery to us when we hear it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll we'll holler at you later. Thanks for supporting us. All right. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. He's gone again. (laughs) In the recording, they're probably going to hear everything he's saying, so we're going to sound like idiots right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. (laughs) All right. Well, bye, Andrew. Later, guys. (laughs) Oh, there he is. Bye. Was that not a great segment? Man, that was fun. It was awesome. It's almost like we recorded it ahead of time. <laughs> it's almost as if, yeah, what you just said. But now, Trevor, it's time uh, for uh, quick... No, it's not really quick. Our Patreon shout-outs. I'll make it quick. Because who cares about Patreon? <laughs> Us. Us, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Please. If you think we're worth anything, donate <laughs> on Patreon. We just got something in the mail today. Uh, sort of Sodan for the sake of Genesis, which uh, your Patreon money purchased. Yes, and it's going to be an episode very soon. <laughs> Probably next week. Yep, because I can't wait. Uh, but here's our Patreons, which are all awesome. The first one is a man known as Keith Farnham. Keith Farnham, Scrooge McDuck, approved. Michael Tahompson. Scrooge McDuck would let him hold his number one lucky dime. Timothy McGowan. Launchpad thinks he's the greatest. Andrew Coed, Huey, Dewey, and Louie all think this guy is AK number one. I would interview him. Yeah, I would too. Or did we? Oh, Caleb Dixon. Oh, Caleb Dixon. How much I've heard about you from the mouth of uh, of uh, Darkwing Duck. I mean, such great things. And finally, Mike Vito. Mr. Vito, if I could just mention to you uh, how uh, rich, apparently... Scrooge McDuck thinks you are, and he told me I should steal your number one dime. <laughs> well, that was mean. Yep, I'm not going to do it, though. No. <laughs> well, that's been <laughs> uh, DuckTales for the Nintendo Entertainment System. We want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to thank Trevor for somehow uh, being awake still. This is this is insane. I'm glad you had some energy this episode. I apologize. You didn't. Yep, this I is promise, all me. I promise. It didn't affect my opinion of the game, but it definitely affected the quality of this episode. I'm going to make sure when we cover Donkey Kong Country 2 that I'm as sleepy and as mm-hmm. little little energy as possible. That is a good idea. Yeah, that's how I'll get back at you. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Johnny's birthday Sunday. It is. So when you hear this, it wish him a happy passed. birthday two days ago. When you hear this. 
<laughs> That's right. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, all the love and support and uh, shout outs and blah, 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 blah,